0: Leslie, you know there's nothing more relaxing than a nice warm bath.
1: Yeah, but who has the time? We've gone from a nation of bathers to a shower society. And plumbing fixture designers are helping you turn your shower into a spa-like massage.
0: Read Turn Your Boring Bath into a Power Shower when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve.
1: And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888 moneypit
0: Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Call us right now with your home improvement projects. We are here to help you get the job done. We're like your home improvement guides. You can do it yourself, but you might need a little help along the way. That's what we are here to do. Call us right now at one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. Driveways to dormers, crawl spaces to chimneys, whatever you're doing, whatever you're working on, we can help you get the job done. So Leslie, uh, Valentine's Day has just passed.
1: Yeah, you better not have forgotten.
0: Did you have a romantic uh, Valentine's Day?
1: We did. We had a lovely dinner for two at our favorite restaurant in the city. It was nice.
0: Well, you know, I discovered that nothing says romance like a gift card to the Home Improvement Supercenter.
1: <laughs> at least you know you would like it. Is that what you got?
0: Hey, well, you know, uh, listen, I got a lot of jewelry and a lot of dinners over the years, but I'm thinking, you know, we need a few things done around the house. Uh, maybe that would be an appropriate gift.
1: <laughs> maybe it's a subtle way for your wife to say, get this done. And surprisingly enough,
0: I was not kicked out to the doghouse that evening. So oh, wait, I got you away with gave it. it. So guys... <laughs> Hey, guys, give it a shot. You know, women want to be part of the Home Improvement Project? They could use a gift card.
1: Um, they also like diamonds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a diamond-tipped carbide blade. You can buy it with your gift card. Come on. Nothing says home improvement like a gift card. <laughs> it says you care. Well, if you need more common sense home improvement tips, just like the one you just heard, (laughs) call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We have got a lot of great information in store for you this hour. First up, do you hate waiting for a hot shower on a cold morning? We're going to tell you how you can have your hot shower in the morning with one turn of the faucet and zero waiting time. You won't have to wait for all that cold water to run out. You can have hot water instantly.
1: Also, choosing durable and low-maintenance materials for your next project is one way that you can go green. We're we're going to have tips on picking green building materials coming up.
0: And we're going to tell you why most fatal fires happen when the victims are asleep and what you can do about it. There are new smoke detectors on the market that can wake you up even from a deep, deep sleep.
1: And this hour, we're going to be giving away a Ryobi One Plus hand planer. It's worth $60, and it's part of the 25 new tools that Ryobi has that all work off of one battery. So it's pretty great. You're never searching around for the right battery for the right tool.
0: Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning that great prize from Ryobi, 888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's first?
1: Hey, we've got Ralph calling from Long Island, New York, which is where I live. Ralph, how can we help you?
0: I built a house in, uh, in 2001, and
2: um, we did a custom construction. And a, a couple of years ago, I started to notice the uh, trim wood around the uh, posts. Of, we built a wraparound porch with a deck in the back, and I wanted all all them white. I used all natural materials. I didn't want to use any plastic or anything like that. I started to notice some fungus going on it. Bottom line is it it has progressed in that the wood is rotting out. And then as I started looking further around, where it would box out the structure right. uh, of, of the rails down at, at the bottom, it, it was starting to absorb water, it was starting to rot out. And as I look closer, almost all of the fascia around the house, and it's a four forty-four hundred square foot house, uh, two stories, and it's all rotting out. Now I, I called a builder up, and the builder said that he bought it was a premium product that came out. And it was from Canada, and it was pre-primed, and we paid a premium dollar for it. It would have been less expensive to to buy the standard issue. And we had the company come down, they sent somebody down, and naturally the company said that it was not installed properly. So now I'm stuck
0: between the builder and the company. First of all, there's a 2001 house, and it has a wood fascia, is that correct? It's wood? That is correct. Yes. All right. Well, it's wood. It's wood, and this is you know 2007. So it's lasted six years or five to six years. W- wood is going to only last maybe maybe six to eight years when it's properly painted before it needs to be repainted, and it's going to start to rot. I
2: painted it two years after the construction. I was told that that where there was cedar, it cedar doesn't hold paint well because the oils come out. He said you need to paint up. I painted the whole trim. Two years later.
0: Why do they, how do they say that it's installed wrong? Uh,
2: I think they said that it, uh, the company said that if they didn't, uh, I guess, paint or seal the ends...
0: I think you're going to have a really hard time convincing yeah. anybody that this wasn't installed correctly because it wasn't painted properly. I mean, wood rots. That's why we don't use wood too often. And, and even if you use the best wood available, it's still not nearly as good as some of the uh, synthetic materials. For example, there's an extruded PVC product... That's called AZEK, A-Z-E-K. I had a garage that was being absolutely ravaged by carpenter bees. And after we treated the bees, we replaced all of the damaged wood with Azek, which looks just like painted primed wood fascia. And it was interesting, when the bees came back the next year, they sort of hovered around it, but they couldn't drill into it. There's nobody can tell that that's not real wood the way it looks, because it looks just like it. Because
1: they're even grained to look just like real wood grain.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna convince anybody that your wood is bad because it's rotted after five years. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. So in this case, uh, what I would tell you to do is rather than repaint it again, to replace it with a better quality material, one of these high-tech materials that's just not going to rot because it's not wood. If it's wood, it's organic, it's exposed to water, especially on a fascia. You know, your gutters uh, get wet, they back up a little bit, the water drips off the roof. Fascia is subject to rapid rotting. It's just not going to change. You're not going to change nature, so you're not going to convince somebody that you got a claim against the manufacturer. You got a claim against the builder. You know this is what happens to wood. It rots. I would recommend not using wood fascia. I would recommend using, uh, you know, you could use hardy plank or you could use Azac, but use do something besides wood if you want it to last a long time.
2: Great advice. And even though I wanted nothing but natural products. Uh, this is a time when
0: maybe that's not the best. Nature can wear out. In this case. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Leslie, this is an example where green construction is not is not exactly what it's made out to be. He wants to use a natural product. Um, but uh, he probably was better off with a manufactured product.
1: Well, and think about it. By replacing it for something that's synthetic and it's not going to break down and it's going to wear well, think about the resale value. It's going to really boost things because you know it's going to last.
0: Yeah, by the time you hire an attorney and go go down, I mean, tell you what, if I was the expert witness on a case like this, because I've done that, I did that for many years as a home inspector, I was like, what are you kidding me? It's wood, It rots it's nobody's fault. (laughs) They're like,
1: who brought this guy in?
0: Blame, blame mother nature. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That would get tossed right out. And if you can
1: subpoena her, you win.
0: That's right. (laughs) All right, Leslie, who's next?
1: Betty in Massachusetts. Welcome to the money pit. What can we do for you? I had a question regarding,
3: um, a summer home that we have. It's near the ocean. Um, it has. It's a. It's an older home. Um, there's no basement at all. There's dirt below the the summer home, um, and there is a smell of mildew. Um, we don't heat it during the winter. We shut it all down. Um, and what I've been doing is putting those little packets. That absorbs the moisture in the summertime, um, and I noticed that there is some mold that 's beginning to develop um, on the you know near the floor and kind of starting up on the baseboard. So I'm just wondering what we could do to minimize that or to...
0: Okay, well, there's a couple things you can do. First of all, you want to take um, a number of steps to minimize the moisture that's getting into that space. So the first thing you do is you look at the gutter system outside the house. You make sure that you have a gutter system, that the downspouts are clean and free-flowing, and that they're diverted away from the foundation by at least four to six feet. The second thing that you want to do is look at the grading. The angle of the soil around the house is really critical. You want it to slope away about six inches over four feet, so you have a slight slope. You also want to make sure that the soil is not very organic. It's not topsoil. You want clean, fill dirt, so any water that lands is going to move away from the foundation area. And next, you should go in the crawl space, and I don't know how much room you have to work in there, but if at all possible, what you want to do is cover the dirt surface of the crawl space with visqueen, with plastic sheeting.
1: And that's a vapor barrier.
0: Use as large of a piece as you possibly can with as few seams as you possibly can and get it across the entire surface. This stops... Tom,
1: to seam it, do you sort of meet both seams and then roll it over and staple it? Or do you just overlap them?
0: Well, what you can do is you can overlap them by uh, maybe three or four feet, and this stops the evaporation of soil moisture up into the air into the crawl space, and that stops the moisture from getting up into the house. You know, because the house is unoccupied, you're always going to have that sort of damp smell. But if you reduce the volume of moisture that's getting up there, then it's going to be a lot less likely that this house will develop any sort of a problem as a result of it. Those packets that you're throwing down waste the money.
1: Yeah, they don't really do anything, and I can't. T- tell you how many times we've almost accidentally eaten them thinking it's candy.
0: Betty, thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit.
1: Hey, Money Pit listeners. Not only does Team Money Pit give out free advice, but we also give you the tools to get the job done. Because you know you can call in your home repair, your home improvement, even your home design questions 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Because, and if you do that, one caller this hour is going to win a RYOBI 1-plus 18-volt hand planer. It is a great tool.
0: And you can never have too many power tools. Hey, going green is a trend that is growing fast. But as All of these new green products sort of flood the store shelves. You gotta ask yourself which products are truly green, which ones are going to be good for the environment, good for the house, and gonna last a long, long time. We're gonna help you sort it out after this.
4: Table saw.
0: 18
2: volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit.
0: You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI power tools, professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot.
2: So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash homedesign. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them.
0: To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org home design.
5: Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb. Add a classic craft fiberglass entryway from ThermaTru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry.
6: <coughs> I can't talk.
5: And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air Fresh ideas for indoor air.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Call us right now with your home improvement question to 1-888-MONEY-PIT, because home improvement is an adventure. In fact, it's a chance to run power tools unsupervised. <laughs> and if you enjoy running power tools, we've got a great prize we're giving away this hour. you a Ryo- maker, Tom, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ryobi One Plus hand planer. Now, it's part of this Ryobi system of 25 different tools that work off the same 18-volt battery. Very handy because you don't have to go looking around for different batteries. One battery runs all these tools. We've got the hand planer to give away so you can trim down the doors. You can trim the floors. You can trim whatever you need in your house with the hand planer and one battery. one Money Pit. Call us right now. We will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat if you have a home improvement question.
1: You know, and it really is a money saver because those batteries can be quite pricey if you keep trying to switch batteries and different voltage for different tools. So it's a great prize and a good leap pad to fill up your tool shed. And Everyone loves saving money, and the idea of saving money while also cutting down on the use of natural resources is also known as going green. You're probably hearing a lot lately, and it makes a lot of sense. And in home improvement and in living, it's the idea that's becoming very, very popular. Unfortunately, right now, there's no widely accepted standard when it comes to what actually makes green building materials green. But one factor should be the product's durability. Because if you have to replace something because it didn't last as long as it should have, You're going to be shelling out a second round of resources and money. Not good.
0: Absolutely. So how do you choose durable green building materials? Well, first, got to make sure it lasts a long, long time before it has to be replaced. If you're going to have to spend over and over again for the same product, that's going to waste the wrong kind of green, the green that's in your wallet. Also, you want to make sure the products are low maintenance. Typically, they are the best choice for green building. And finally, make sure that everything is working in tandem, working in a system.
1: Exactly. For example, if you're thinking of installing insulated windows and doors, which are going to help cut energy costs, you want to make sure that they're installed with a good flashing because that's going to keep out the moisture. Something like Grace Vicor Plus is going to keep out the elements so your fancy new energy efficient windows that you just bought don't end up leaking air and energy dollars.
0: i got to tell you, there have been many, many times in the years I worked as a contractor that I had to make flashing leaks, repairs, not on my own work, mind you, but (laughs) on other work. Because the original installer didn't use a product like Vicor, which really stays around for a long, long time. If you want more information on weather barriers, you can check out Grace's website. Lots of information on how to seal up windows and doors at home dot com. Leslie, who's next?
1: Sharon, Illinois wants to talk carpeting. What can we do for you? Well, I'm looking to um, put my house on the market, and my
3: carpet is in kind of bad shape. And I was wondering, would it be more? more cost-effective to have the carpet dyed or
0: replace it? Gee, I've never, um, I've never seen carpet dyed, and I have seen an awful lot of homes being put on the market where the carpet was in bad shape. And generally, what most folks do is replace that with a very basic grade carpet. Not great stuff, but okay stuff. New carpet is new carpet, regardless if it's... And it has know.
1: that new carpet smell, which everybody loves. Yeah,
0: whether whether it's the economy brand or the super-duper... Uh, brand, you know, I think new carpet is probably a real good thing to put in your house if your carpet's worn Just out. Just go
1: for a neutral color, a short pile, or even a berber, something that's neutral and gonna work regardless of what the decor is. I wouldn't say dying only because it's gotta be done by a pro to make sure that it's uniform and they're not oversaturating it to do any damage to the underlayment or the subfloor, whatever's underneath there. You want to make sure that it's done right. And it could be a disastrous process. And it could come out bad. I mean, it could come out great, but it could come out terribly. So you don't want to risk that. It's probably going to be cheaper in the long run just to replace it. You
0: know, Sherry, if you're putting your house on the market, there are a number of things that you should do. Number one, you should try to get rid of as much stuff as you can, because the more space you can show the potential home buyer, the more attractive your place looks. You also want to neutralize it. So putting in the neutral colored carpet, painting with an off-white wall color, those types of things are good. Making sure your kitchens and your baths are in good shape, both mechanically and that they're, you know, cosmetically pleasing, uh, is a smart thing to do. And lastly, what you might want to do is have a professional home inspection done. This way, you can identify any potential defects that will come up in the eyes of a home buyer's home inspector when your house gets on the market, and you can either fix them when you have control of the situation, or, or acknowledge you can dis- them, yeah, or acknowledge them and disclose them because once you get the buyer involved, then it gets very emotional. Well, you'll know what's going on before you get that far. Okay, Sherry, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: You know, another thing with those carpet dyes, you never know how your carpet's going to react to it. So you could get the product, spend a ton of money on the product, and then go to apply it, and either your carpet's not going to accept the dye, or it's going to turn a crazy color that you never thought of.
0: The only carpet dye I've ever had an experience with is my dog Spot, and it's not pleasant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a color you want everywhere. Heatings on the mind of Wendy in chilly New York City, listening on WABC. What can we help? Yes, uh, I have a question about putting zones in my home. I
3: spoke to my fuel oil company once, and they said I could put separate zones in and separate thermostats, like on the first and second floor. But then I spoke to a plumbing company, and they said because I have a glass vial on the side of my boiler, that that isn't possible.
0: Yeah, your plumber is correct. Um, that glass vial tells me exactly what kind of system you have. You have a steam system. And so because you have a steam system, you can't zone a steam system, at least not very easily. If you had a hydronic system that was hot water, then you could zone it. Um, And you can't really convert from a steam system to a hot water system because steam radiators are much smaller than hot water radiators because they get much hotter, as you probably know. So with a steam system, you can't really zone it. The things that you could do to make sure that the steam system is working as efficiently as possible is, first of all, to look at the pipes in the basement area. Do you have insulation on those pipes? Yes. Yeah. Um, because very often the insulation is removed, especially if it was asbestos. And I have found many times the asbestos was removed, which was a good thing, but it was never replaced with, say, a fiberglass insulation, so you waste a lot of heat. But if you can keep those steam pipes insulated so that the steam gets up to the radiators quicker, that's about all you can really do, aside from, of course, just making sure the flame is adjusted properly, the burner is adjusted properly, and the control circuit is working correctly. But, no, you can't add zones to a steam system. Uh, one of the things that you could do is contact your local utility company and ask them to do an energy audit of your home. It's usually free or very inexpensive and can often point out a lot of areas you're unaware of, Wendy, where perhaps you're wasting some energy and could really reduce that loss somewhat.
1: And then you know exactly what to target when you go to make your home more energy efficient. You know exactly what to add and where.
0: Good luck, Wendy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit.
1: Nancy in Rhode Island listens in on WPRO. What can we do for you today?
3: How do I get rid of the mildew behind the wallpaper in a bathroom? I don't want to rip the wallpaper down because it's brand new wallpaper. How do you know there's mildew behind the wallpaper? Because I see black at the seams. And like when it comes down to the radiator, you see a bit of black.
0: Well, if it's, and when it comes down to the radiator and you see black, that may not be... Uh, mildew or mold that might be dirt because what happens is with a radiator you get sort of this convective air current where as the air is heated over the radiator, it pushes up air against the wall. And so any of the dirt and the dust that gets in the wall will sometimes leave a stain on the wall, and usually that can be cleaned off. You see this over radiators. You also see it over heating ducts. The sort of black streaking is dirt that's in the air that is constantly being washed and pushed against the wall. So that may not be the situation. Now, where you say you see it in the seams of the wallpaper, I think that's permanent. I don't think you're going to be able to do anything to get that off because that's basically embedded into the wall wallpaper itself. That's why wallpaper is not the best idea for a bathroom because it's a very moist uh, situation there.
1: And that's why the seams tend to peel up so much because they're constantly being re-wetted because of all the moisture. So they want to peel up.
0: And there are so many other gorgeous wall treatments available today that wallpaper is really not needed.
1: You're actually like in the cement part of
3: the house. So it wouldn't be as heated as like your upstairs bathrooms. I'm
0: wrong. Well, and because it's not as heated, you may have more condensation, which could be leading to this as well. Wallpaper is generally not a good idea in the bathroom. With so many other wall treatments available that that are so nice, it's probably the room that you don't want to use it in. Nancy, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: You are listening to the Money Pit. Up next, how to have a hot shower without waiting forever for that water to heat up.
6: You live in a Money Pit.
0: This is the Money ben Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you've ever waited for a hot shower on a cold morning, you know what it's like to stand there shivering <laughs> while gallons of water are wasted down the drain. Good news you can have hot water at the turn of a faucet. It's true.
1: That's right. A hot water recirculation system is not much more expensive than traditional plumbing, and it can also be added to your existing home pretty easily.
0: You can read all about it right now in Fine Home Building special issue. It's on newsstands Stands now. It's called Kitchen and Baths, and Fine Home Building's editor, Kevin Iredon joins us with the highlights. So, Kevin, uh, it seems like showers are something that we just don't want to wait for, uh, but we have to because of the distance between the the shower and the water heater. Uh, Is there a solution?
4: There certainly is. Um, It's a recirculating system for your hot water line so that you have hot water instantly anytime you want to take a shower. This is something that didn't used to be a problem when we had smaller houses, you know, but as houses get bigger and bigger, you know, our, our bathrooms are getting farther and farther away from the hot water heater. So people are having to wait, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes for the hot water to reach the shower, and, and while while they're waiting, they're wasting a lot of water and energy.
1: And what happened to patients, I ask you, people.
4: Nobody's got patients anymore. <laughs> we're all too, we're all too busy. Um, but the point is, you're you're also wasting water, and in some cases, you're wasting energy too. So you know, there are ways to get faster hot water. We get the question a lot. People think about, do I have to install a an instant water heater at the source or a tankless water heater at the source.
0: Yeah, but isn't that a second issue? Because regardless of the type of water heating appliance you have, you still have the physical distance issue with the the distance that the water has to travel from the water heater to the fixture itself.
4: Well, exactly. But some people think that the answer must be, you know, a second water heater, you know, at that distant bathroom. But the truth is there's there's an easier solution in many cases.
1: Describe this recirculation system, because to me, it seems like some Sort of pipe that just keeps going through and keeping the hot water heated right at the faucet itself. Is that essentially what it is?
4: Well, the the first thing that you need to understand is that most of us are familiar with it. If you've ever stayed in a big hotel and discovered that whenever you turn on the hot water in the in the bathtub, it's there instantly, and that's because the big hotels use these recirculating systems. And basically, what's happening in your house is that the water is sitting in the hot water line and it's cooling off. And so that when you turn on the hot water, you know, the, the water that's coming out has been sitting in the line for a long time and has cooled off. And, it's, you know, you're having to draw water all the way from the hot water heater to the bathroom. And, and that length of time is, is the, the length of that pipe is how long it takes you to get hot water. So in a big house, it takes a long time. These recirculating systems... They use a small pump, and what they do is that they they have an extra line plumbed in the house so that the water is constantly circulating through that
0: pipe. Yeah, but Kevin, if you're constantly circulating the water through the pipe, doesn't that mean that your water heater is running a lot more frequently than it would if it was only running uh, based on the amount of water you actually use, and that
1: all seems like major costs.
4: Tom, you're exactly right, um, and and arguably, I've I've heard it said you're you're also turning in your your that hot water plumbing line into a radiator that's that's exactly. that's heating your house, and and maybe it's the middle of summer and you don't want that. The alternatives, the way they work around that is that you can put this pump on a timer, so you can set it. If you get up, you know, at, at six o'clock in the morning, you can set that timer to. Start circulating the hot water, at, you know, from 5.30 to 7.30 or something like that. The other alternative is that you can um, set this on a, on a switch or even a motion sensor they're doing in some cases, so that you go into the shower in the morning, you, you flip that switch, and it starts circulating the water on demand.
0: All right, let me ask you a different question. Now, it sounds to me like we're talking about a plumbing project here. So realistically, this is something that has to be added at the time of the construction?
4: That's the interesting thing. The kind of system that we've talked about so far, the answer is yes, because what you're doing, you know, most houses just have a a supply line for the hot water to the bathroom.
0: Yeah, there's no return line.
4: And there's no return line. But some smart plumbing manufacturers have figured out a way to install a little junction valve underneath your vanity or behind your bathtub so that they can use the existing cold water line as the return line. So there are ways to retrofit this kind, of a, this kind of a recirculating
0: system. That means you're taking the water you heated and you're throwing it back into the cold water line to go back to the main water heater to be reheated.
4: Yeah, it's called a crossover valve that they install. And it's a, an, ingenious, an ingenious way of, of making this recirculating system work in an existing house. So
1: it doesn't have to be terribly disruptive.
0: But then again, aren't you throwing hot water back into the cold water line? And again, uh, isn't that making the cold water too warm now?
4: In some cases, yes. I mean, in, in in some cases, that that won't be a problem. You know, for instance, it wouldn't be a problem in your shower.
0: Well, realistically, it sounds to me like you you would probably only be doing this like in the one bathroom that say that was the real problem, like perhaps the master bath. That is uh, just about as far away from the water heater as you can possibly get. You don't necessarily have to do it in all the bathrooms.
1: Exactly. Is there one type of recirculation system that would be more cost-effective energy-wise than the ones we've been discussing?
4: The one, if if you want a recirculating system, the most cost-effective one is the on-demand one, where you throw a switch when you need it, um, and turn it off when you don't, because then you're not you're not wasting any hot water.
0: Now, Kevin, if you are going uh, building from scratch here, is PEX an option? Because when you install PEX, the cross-linked uh, polyethylene piping, everything is a home run. So every line going to every fixture is is uh, directly connected to the appliance serving it. Uh, and therefore you're pushing less volume of water, does that give you the same effect? Or even if you had a PEX system, would you need to also have this return pump? I
4: think it's going to depend on the configuration of your house. But but you're right, because the, the PEX plumbing comes typically as a home run directly from the water heater to your to your bathroom. You're waiting less time, although distance can still be Still be an issue, even with packs. The truth is, you know, you could plumb your house that way with copper. It would just be too expensive. Yeah,
0: exactly. Kevin Iredon, editor of Fine Home Building magazine, thanks again for stopping by the money pit. If you want more information on how you can install a hot water recirculation system in your own home, you could check out the kitchen and bath issue of Fine Home Building. It's on newsstands now or available online at finehomebuilding.com.
1: Did you know that most fatal fires happen when the victims are asleep? It makes a lot of sense. You're sleeping you're not paying attention, but a working smoke detector is going to wake you up and give you enough time to get out of the house and be safe. We're going to have tips on using a smoke detector the right way next. Money,
0: I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs, and I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive, thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org/home design.
6: The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple. And that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to StopFeedingMold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer.
5: When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatrue Doors. Thermatru pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatru's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatru's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatru entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, making good homes better. If you call right now, you get the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning the Ryobi OnePlus hand planer. It runs off an 18-volt battery. In fact, it's part of the Ryobi OnePlus system where there are 25 different tools that run off the same battery. We're giving that away to one caller at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question.
1: All right, Tom, so before the break, we were talking about smoke detectors and the proper way to install them because a lot of people don't realize that there's certain places, certain types of detectors that make a lot more sense because it's a fact. Smoke detectors do save lives. You want to put at least one smoke detector on each floor of your home, and it's a good idea to put a smoke detector outside of each bedroom. And if you have small children or older relatives at your home with you, you want to place the detector in their room itself to make sure that it wakes them up swiftly because sometimes they don't hear that sound. So you want to make sure it's right in the room with them. You want to also keep in mind that smoke rises. So you want to mount that smoke detector on the upper part of a wall or even on the ceiling.
0: You know, good point. And another thing to look for, a lot of the more modern smoke detectors today are interconnected. Even if they're battery powered, they're interconnected. And what that means is if one goes off, they all go off. Now with hardwired smoke detectors, that's been fairly common for a long time, but not with battery operated ones. In addition, there's also a product out called a smoke sound it works with some different types of smoke detector systems. And basically, it's a 120-volt speaker, if you will, that the smoke detector communicates with. It gets plugged into an outlet, and it lets out a super loud alarm if the detector goes off. Because you have to remember, smoke detectors at a 9-volt battery can only put out so many decibels. For so long. For so long, that's right. But these smoke sounders can put out a lot more sound for a lot longer period of time. So especially if you have children, sound sleepers, older relatives that live with you, look into smoke sounders, and interconnected smoke detectors.
1: You also want to remember to change your batteries once a year, because if the batteries aren't working, the detector's not going to work. A good thing is change those batteries every time you set the clocks back. Just do it whether it needs it or not. And you also want to make sure that the detector itself is working properly. So test it from time to time. That's why that button is there. So give it a push, listen for the sound, and make sure it's working. But sometimes that test button, it's going to be hard to reach, especially if you've mounted the detector on the ceiling. There are some smoke detectors on the market, that you can test by waving a flashlight beam back and forth in front of the sensor on the detector. This way you can test the detector without ever having to get up on a ladder and risking a fall, also a hazard at home.
0: So there's a lot of changes in smoke detector technology and it's a good idea to replace yours, especially if it doesn't have some of these features or if it's more than five years old. If you need more smoke detector safety tips, there is a good resource online. You can go to aarp.org slash universal home. That's aarp.org slash. Universal Home. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We are ready for your calls right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next?
1: A tiny hole in a waste pipe could be equaling a big problem for Isabel in New York, who listens to the Money Pit on WABC. How can we help you? I have a
3: question regarding the main waste pipe that is visible in our basement. Our house was built in nineteen fifty, and there seems to be a, a pinprick hole. And we don't know whether this can be patched or whether the whole pipe has to be replaced.
0: Is this one of the uh, old cast iron pipes?
3: It, I guess that's what it is, yes.
0: Usually cast iron has no holes or big cracks.
3: No, this is a tiny... It looks like there, you can see that that liquid has dripped from it, but we don't see actual water coming out of
0: it. Does it look like um, almost like shiny, like there's a stain on the pipe? Yes, that's it. Okay, that's not a leak. When you assemble cast iron pipes, the joints are packed with a material that has oil in it, and sometimes the oil will leak out and it will drip down the pipe, and it looks like a leak, but it's not. Waste pipes are designed not to be pressurized, and when they're assembled properly, uh, the water just drips right down the pipe and out. If you get a backup, sometimes you'll get a leak, but if you're seeing that sort of oily stain on the pipe... That's not a leak. That's normal, and it has to do with the way the pipe is assembled and what was packed in the joint. And there's nothing to worry about there.
3: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much.
0: Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. See, not all plumbing problems are big problems. Sometimes it's just normal.
1: Listening in on WPRO in Rhode Island, we've got John. What's going on at your Money Pit?
2: I'm talking about uh, an old Victorian. that have been in a family since the twenties and thirties, probably built by an aunt in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Here. And it has a kitchen and a breakfast nook area okay. that uh, have an old rug that's, you know, so dirty. You can't stand aside from it anymore. <laughs> and under the <it> paires <laughs> is uh, linoleum. But under that linoleum, appears that somebody put down decades ago, a, uh, before they installed linoleum, I assume, like black top paper on top of the um, hardwood flooring. Okay. And I took off the old rug. The linoleum lifted right up. Some of the black dot paper came off, but large spots were like from the, I guess from the pressure of the traffic or over 30, 40, 50 years maybe, almost like bonded to the, uh, you know, the, to the hardwood floor. And I'm getting it off, but it's you know it's like hard rock label, like one square inch at a time, my hands and knees.
0: Well, you're going to probably end up refinishing that hardwood floor, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, then I wouldn't worry about it because when they come, when you come in with the belt sander, the floor sander, which is a twelve-inch wide belt sander that runs across the floor, the grit on that is very, very heavy. You usually, start with a very, very heavy grit, like a forty grit or something like that, and you will cut right through that paper and right through whatever's on top of that floor. So I, I would just get the most of it off, the loose stuff off, and then let let a professional come in and floor sand that. I generally don't recommend that people do their own floor sanding because it requires uh, you know, sort of some, some the evenness. touch,
2: some practice. Yes, I know. I tried that once.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you don't practice and you don't have the touch, what can happen is you're going to really damage that floor. So I would, I think you're doing the right thing. Just get the most of it off that you can and then have a floor sander come in and do the rest of it. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Hey, out there in Money Pit land, do you want to fix a chip in your bathtub? We're going to tell you how to do just that next.
0: You
6: live in a Money Pit.
5: AARP is proud to sponsor the Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash universal home to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are you worried about mold in your home? Well, you can find out everything you need to know at our website, moneypit.com. There is a mold resource guide online at moneypit.com. All the information is free. I was talking to somebody the other day, Leslie, who had looked at the mold resource guide mm-hmm. and immediately started searching their house for all of the sources <laughs> of mold. We're making
1: so, paranoid homeowners we everywhere. Are,
0: for good reasons, <laughs> keeping you safe.
1: Well, you know, you can call in. And your questions anytime here at 888 Money Pit, but you can also email us at moneypit.com. Just click on Ask Tom and Leslie and we'll get back to you there.
0: We've got an email from Tom and Denise in Rumford, Rhode Island. They say, we are in the process of converting an existing lavatory into a full-size bathroom. We're limited on the amount of space to expand, but need enough room to accommodate a person using a walker. The contractor suggested installing a corner toilet. I've never heard of that. Any concerns that I should have with a corner toilet versus a a standard one
1: You know, Tom and Denise, you should be really happy with your contractor because they are staying on top of all of the new innovations that are going on in the building marketplace. The one that they're talking about is the Titan Triangle Toilet. This is the one your plumber recommended. And it was only just introduced by their manufacturer, which is Elger, in October of 2006. And these are made to comply with ADA and C-A-B-O slash A-N-S-I. Those all stand for the American Disabilities Act and the Council of American Buildings Officials and American National Standards Institute. And they basically look out for all people of all levels of ability to make sure that they can utilize everything safely, whether at home or in the public. So it's a great toilet. It's a beautiful product. It fits nicely into a corner. It allows accommodating space for wheelchairs, any extra space. And it's also good if you've got a small bath and are just looking for some more room.
0: Good idea. Next email from Carol in East Northport, New York. Something heavy dropped on my American Standard white bathroom tub. I tried to apply paint, but it rusted beneath. How should I fix the chipped area? Ah, common question. Get a lot of inquiries on repairing chips in uh, bathroom fixtures. Well,
1: and you know, a lot of times people just try to use a standard latex paint and put it on there in the tub. And of course, it's going to chip out and rust out and it's never going to work. There's actually a product on the market called Porza Fix and it's a repair material and a finish all in one. It's made to match just about any color porcelain that manufacturers put out today or even 20 years ago. So if it's avocado green, they've got it. It's going to cover up scratches and chips on porcelain that's coated over steel or cast iron or clay, so it should do the trick.
0: Yeah, it's really a very specialized material and one that you want to make sure that you use for these sorts of chips. It's much like uh, the kinds of touch-up paint you used to do on an automobile. Mm -hmm. You sort of have to build it up. Start small and build it up very, very slowly. You don't want to put it on in a single application because it gets too gloppy. So a little bit with plenty of drying time is the way to work this up. In fact,
1: really let it cure before you fill that tub up again.
0: You know, the last time I did a repair on this, it was on a kitchen sink. And instead of using a brush, I used a toothpick to sort of drip the, the finish right in there and it did a really good job.
1: Was it a really small chip or were you able to get it like a large amount in there? It,
0: it was actually it was a fairly big chip, it was about the size of sort of your pinky fingernail. And I was able to sort of spread it out and very carefully let it flow. But the thing is, you don't want to go over the edge. In other words, you don't want to go over into, you know, the original. The finish, that's okay. Right, because then it looks really sloppy. So you sort of want to use that almost as a mold and kind of fill in the base, let that dry, and then add a little bit more on top. Generally, these repair materials... Uh, flow very nicely. Mm,
1: It's almost like nail polish.
0: Right. As long as you don't put too much on it, then you're going to be good to go. Well, that is about all the time we have for this hour of the program. Thank you so much for being a part of it. You can reach us 24/7 365 at 1-888-MoneyPit or of course online at moneypit.com. And while you're there, check out the new Money Pit store. Lots of cool home improvement gear right there. I'm Tom Critman and
1: I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Remember, you can do it yourself,
1: but you don't have to do it alone.